everyone. Welcome once again to Solutions with Anna Donahue. You tuned in and we are so thrilled and thankful for that. In fact, it was, it was wonderfully overwhelming to see you tuning in on your lunch hours. And that was actually the goal of setting it for 12 noon. You know, I remember I go back into when I needed God and I need him every day, but I'm just saying there were times at work when I would think, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and grab this on my lunch hour. And that's what you were doing. And we're just so thrilled and thankful to the point where continuing this, I was advised that I need to eventually get off of my personal Facebook page, which I will do. And we're going to have to take it to the Anadonna Ministries page. All thanks to you because we've had just a great welcome to this show, Solutions with Anna Donahue. Thank you for that. I'll make sure and keep you updated and tell you when we're transferring over. We're still getting some kinks out. Hope you can see a little difference in the lighting maybe, and I'm hoping the sound is a little better. And, uh, but we're getting there, and thank you for your patience, and we're just thrilled to, to bring the show to you. Today, I've got so many people in my mind that I've been hearing from, and also th this is a type of message, again, bringing solutions. Similar to last week, the number one solution is all, uh, always Jesus Christ. But this is going to be a teaching out of the Bible that's going to show you how the Apostle Paul, under the most huge duress of pressure in his life, handled it. So we're entitling this message, Finding Power Under Pressure. I'm sure you'll relate. Oh my gosh, how much pressure is in the world today. I won't even take time on the air to talk about different pressures, but they're out there. Let's go look at a scripture that I love from the Apostle Paul. I'll be in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. Keep in mind, this is our beloved Paul. He's been in Asia for about three years at this time. He's been working at a church called Ephesus uh, to the Ephesians. Folks, he has endured three years of rioting. When I say persecution, not where someone just cut him down. I'm talking severe persecution to beatings to the point of death, but they couldn't kill him. It's a miracle that the apostle Paul was alive. Let's look at how he described that pressure in his life. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 8 through 10. We do not want you to be ignorant brethren. He's talking to, the, to, to you and me, but he's also talking to the church at Corinth. He says, don't be ignorant now of the trouble that we had that came to us when we were over there in Asia. Watch this phrase. He says, we were burdened beyond measure. Have you been to that pressure point where you're burdened beyond all measure? Measure. You can't measure. It's just been so strong in your life. King James, we were pressed out of measure. We were above strength, no more strength, in so much that we despaired of life itself. Have you been there? Have you felt like the life of life is being just snuffed out of you? This is what Paul's describing. The word trouble there in the Greek. Now watch this. I looked it up just this morning to, to go to the Hebrew as well. Greek and Hebrew is the word T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S, philipsis, or however you want to pronounce it. And it's used to convey a very heavy pressured situation to the point where 
at some points in the description, it talks about a victim lying on a cement, tied up in ropes, and a heavy boulder is coming down upon him. That's the word trouble there that Paul's using. We don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble that we endured in Asia. He's trying to show you, man, it wasn't just your normal, it's raining outside today. Or even, I know, I know Hurricane Sally was awful for some of our state, but this goes even further than that is what Paul's trying to say. A person tied to a cement and a boulder coming on him, kind of a high pressure situation is what he's describing. Now watch what he says. I'm going to bring this back to this at the end. He says, yes, we had the sentence of death that we should not trust in ourselves. Isn't that always the key? Finding power under pressure. We can't trust in ourselves all the time. We don't got the goods all the time. We need Christ. This is what Paul is saying. It forced him to say, God, I can't, but you can. Now, stay with me. But they trusted in God who raises the dead. And this is what I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. I do this in my meetings. I'm probably bugging the microphone. But watch what he says. I'm trusting in God who raises the dead who delivered us, so you close your eyes on your lunch hour eating your chicken sandwich and you say, God, you delivered me. Then he says, who does deliver me, present tense, God, I'm eating my chicken sandwich, but I know you're delivering me. Third, he will still deliver me. You know, you talk about a confession of faith. This is Paul. I've been like a guy with wrapped in ropes with a boulder coming on me, but my hope is not in myself to get out of that boulder. My hope is in God. Listen to this kind of stuff. He raises the dead. My hope is in God who delivered me before. Has he delivered you before? Why do you think he won't deliver you now? He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And when you're under that tree eating your chicken sandwich, I see you. Your God is going to deliver you again. Pressure, if you look up the definition, is a force. And it's a force that's compelling you. Pressure will compel you to make a move. You're going to move in one direction or the other. You know, we have a story, and I won't take time to read it, but uh, in the Bible about the woman with the issue of blood. Many of you know it. Pressure, bleeding for 12 years. No doctors can help her, and she spent all her money. Pressure was forcing her, a, a force, it's compelling you, to move to do something. When she hears that Jesus is walking by, come on now. So she decides, you know what? I've done all I know to do. Maybe you're at that point today. I've done all I know to do. I, de I, better, I better go to this guy named Jesus who I've heard heals. He still heals today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Grab on, grab on. Make that pressure press you to move to believe. So she presses, she gets her healing. 
And I want you to take a word. I got this from Marilyn Hickey so many years ago. But she took a teapot once. Now, this might be cornball, but let me be cornball. Sometimes the point will stick. Pressure. She took the word press from pressure, P-R-E-S-S. She says, make the pressure, like Paul did, make the pressure press you to God. She took a teapot. She puts it on a stove. The steam from the heat, hello, pressure, forced the teapot to have all that steam. Instead of taking the lid off and letting it go everywhere, she says, use this steam. Use the heat. Use the pressure to drive you to the solution, God himself. She says, if not, you take the lid off and you've disseminated all the power that's available to make yourself some good tea. So tell your neighbor, put a lid on it. <laughs> no, I just I don't have a studio audience yet, but if you were my studio audience, you would laugh. Our camera crew's laughing right now. Use the pressure for your good. Think about different needs that are out there that are forcing you to, to, to be under pressure. I'm going to go to the Apostle Paul again. We just, he's just one of our favorites. My goodness. This is all coming out of the book of Philippians. Look what he said. I've learned in whatsoever state therewith to be content. Talking about pressure, finding power under pressure. The word content there is C-O-N-T-E-N-I-O, contenio. And what it means is to be held together. Have you ever heard someone say, man, they just went to pieces? It's exactly what happened due to the pressure in their life. I've had that happen to me before. But now I've learned, like Paul said, oh no, I've learned to be content. I've learned not to let the pressure make me fall to pieces. Why, Paul? What did you do? I'm glad you asked, Anna. I pressed. You look at Paul in the book of Philippians. He presses constantly toward the mark of God. You're getting pressure today. You press toward God. I have a friend, and um, she might be watching, and she just got diagnosed with something. And so I'm doing this uh, locally for the local people, this day retreat. And she called me at first thing. She says, I need to be at that retreat. That was a sign to me of her, with, like the woman with the issue of blood, pressing. The pressure's on her. The pressure's coming on her. Take the word press, P-R-E-S-S, -S, like the woman with the issue of blood, like Paul, pressing. She pressed and she said, I got to be at that retreat. I said, you, you have to be at the retreat. So she's coming tomorrow, and we're believing God for her healing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we believe in the healing power of God. We want that for you. Talking about finding power under pressure. So Paul says, you know what? When those needs were on me, when I was the guy wrapped up in a rope and the boulder was coming on me, doesn't matter your, 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 your situation. That was how he was describing it. I pressed, and I found God in my situation. What about this situation? If you've ever had a pressure to sin, man, it's out there. It's so easy to slip into it, you know. You don't have to go far. It can be in your mind. Pressure to sin. I want to give you this scripture. And for the rest of the day, just walk around 
meditating on this scripture. Psalm 61, verse 2. When my heart is overwhelmed, that's pressure. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When the pressure is bearing down, wanting you to want to sin, miss the mark, sin, miss the mark. Be disobedient to what you know is the right thing before you and God. Pressure can do that. You start coming out of your mouth and out of your heart. God, lead me to the rock. It's higher than I. You've got to find the rock of Christ because he's stronger than you are. Pressure's bearing down. David said in Psalms, I find joy in your commands as pressure's bearing down. Lead me to the rock. It's higher than I am. You grab onto that when the pressure to sin. So we have a pressure for just needs. And we were talking about Paul. Paul said, look, he says, I, that trouble was bearing down on me. I press, I press, and I, I've learned to be content because things are holding together because of God. Pressure to sin, lead me to the rock. Then there's just stupid pressure from the darn devil himself. And if you're out there and you're thinking, I don't understand that kind of lingo. Don't worry about it. He, he's defeated. And we, but, but, but he does still kind of, he, 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 he knows he is, but he's out there sometimes doing his thing. You, you have to do this when that pressure is, you, you start thinking to yourself, this is not normal. Like, this is kind of like from the devil. Uh, yeah, it probably is. Let's look what Paul did, again, our guy, and Silas, when the pressure was on them to stop preaching the gospel. You'll see in Acts 16.25, Paul and Silas are in prison at midnight. Now, you guys, these aren't just Bible stories. Paul had beatings on his back, and he's in a prison, and at midnight, he starts to sing. He starts to sing praises to God. Pressure's on you today, and you're under that tree eating your chicken sandwich. Put on, I told you this last week, it's my, it's my go-to, put on that worship. You put on some life-giving music. You're doing what James said. You're submitting unto God. The, what's the Bible say will happen? Devil flees. But you've got to do it. You've got to make the choice. Eat your chicken sandwich and listen to Fox News when your head's getting beat out. Or no, you know what? I'm going to listen to Solutions with Anna Donahue and then I'm going to put on some worship. Because it's kind of been rough out there today. Pressure will force you to make a move one way or the other. Use praise and prayer. My gosh, prayer. I don't even have time today to go into prayer. And the power of prayer, fervent, effectual prayer avails much, the Bible says. Now, I got a secret to tell you. Where is the source of all this power coming from? You say, well, God. Correct. Absolutely. Now watch. You get this, I'm telling you it's going to be a game changer. The source of your power is found in your consecration to God. Why do I say that? Watch. To consecrate means to be separate unto God. You have separated that thing unto God. Can you imagine if you separate yourself unto God? Well, what's Ephesians 3.20 tell you? I'm glad you wanted to know. That God will do 
amazing things, exceedingly, abundantly, above what you're asking or thinking. Here's the key, watch, consecrate. According to the power that's working in you. How much is the power of God allowed to work through you because you've consecrated yourself to God? This is huge. You want more power to overcome sickness, sin, anxiety, you name it. Consecrate yourself to God. Separate yourself to God. You, 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 you'll be tuning out everything. You'll be getting away from all the distractions. And he'll start filling you. He starts to fill that consecrated vessel. The power starts to form in you. And before you know it, what, what once took you down, stepping stone now, you, you're stepping on it. And I'm telling you the truth. Consecrate yourself unto God for the power of God to flow in you. Couple more quotes before we close. You're most powerful in your walk of faith and most rest, restful amidst stressful circumstances, amidst that pressure, when you know in your soul that he is God and that you belong to him. Okay, so let me paraphrase. You have the peace of God free from the pressure when you've been getting so close to God, consecrating to God, that all of a sudden that pressure's still bearing down, but you're like, he's got me. He's got me. He's got my family. He's got my ministry. He's got my, he's got me. How are you so confident? I've been spending time with him. I'm separating myself to him. Vine in the branch, he's flowing into me. I see differently now. I see clearly. I'm thinking differently now. I'm speaking differently now. Those things have been consecrated. Oh, I won't even have time, but think about it. What if you consecrate? What if you consecrated your tongue to God? What if you consecrated your thinking to God, separated unto God, and let him start messing with it in the best of ways? What about heart attitudes? What if you consecrated all that to God? You change. Then the power of Ephesians 3.20 will start to rise in you. You know, you think about the children of Israel. What happened? Oh, God, God was delivering them. Watch. God was doing his part. They still murmured. They still complained. They still weren't separated unto God. And what happened? Two people made it to the promised land. Two. That doesn't have to be our story. It will not be our story. Because we're learning when the pressure's bearing down on me, I will press, use that steam unto God. I will press into him stronger and stronger. I will consecrate my life to him. And Ephesians 20 says the power of God will rise within me and knock out the pressure. Amen? Oh, I hope you love that. I'm just, I could go on and on on that, but not yet. <laughs> We're warming you guys up a little bit to the show. <laughs> hey, um, I want you to know we love you guys. I hope that precious sister is watching because we're praying for your healing. 
you might need prayer. Write to us. We're so ready to have you write to us. And I've got a prayer team and we're ready to pray. I want you to know we love you. Uh, we stand with you. We support you. If you'd ever like to give, we have, you know, some great plans for the studio and uh, to keep the show going. I, I'm paying people and just to keep it going. We would love to hear from you. If you feel led, if we've been a blessing to you, to uh, donate to the show. To donate to AnadoniMinistries.com. We really appreciate it. In the meantime, my goodness, we will be back next week live on Solutions with Anna. Thanks for joining the show today. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have prayer requests, please write to us at AnnaDonahueMinistries.com, where we have a prayer team eager to answer your prayer request. Thank you and have a great day.